Hey everyone, my name is Caitlin Malinowski and I'm going to be your new host of the IUG Insider Podcast. Today I'm excited to be able to chat with Tim Ettinger. He's been in the telecom industry for 25 years now and he's got some great insight on how the world of telecom and IT has shifted and changed over the years. I actually had the pleasure of meeting Tim at Avaya Engage 2019. He is a great guy, um, so I'm pretty excited for us to hear from him. If you are all interested in attending Engage 2020, uh, registration is now open and it's a great chance to make some great connection and learn a lot about Avaya products and where they're going in the future. That's your one and only opportunity to see Avaya Roadmap, so I definitely recommend signing up. If you have any questions or you're interested, please visit our website, iug.org, and you'll find the Avaya Engage dropdown. All right, let's kick into it and chat with Tim today. Tim, how are you doing this morning? Good. How are you this morning, Caitlin? Doing great. Thank you. So today we're going to be diving in a little bit to how your role has changed in the IT world since you started. Um, I know you've been kind of in the IT world for a while, so this is probably going to be pretty interesting. Uh, You started, you said about 25 years ago, right? Yes, correct. I started about 25 years ago, uh, actually, funny enough, going door to door for Spectrum, installing... uh, their Roadrunner service. So you went to Rochester Institute of Technology. What did you study while you were there? Uh, so I, I studied information technology while I was there. Awesome. Yeah, I was focusing on uh, the network side of things back way back then. Um, and, you know, that's where I put my focus into anyway. Okay, so that's kind of how you got into that door-to-door installation of, of ne- networks? Kind of. I fell into that as a uh, you know, just a job. I was working, uh, you know, repairing TVs and, uh, I wanted to do something more and get more into the technical side of things. And, uh, somebody said, you should come over and check this job out. And that's how I ended up over at Spectrum. Well, it's Time Warner, Time Warner then Spectrum now. Okay. And after that, how did you find yourself moving up in the world of technology? What was your next job? So the next one, I actually wanted to go more on the business side because that was more residential. Um, even though I enjoyed the technology and the people, um, I wanted to go more into the business side. So I ended up moving over to uh, Frontier Communications. Mm-hmm. And I worked there for a while until I was, you know, installing a lot of uh, voice systems and that for people and, and talking to them about services. Um, I was more on a sales engineering role. And I was working with a local IT company and they said, boy, you have a lot of knowledge about different things and IT and the phone side, we would, could really use somebody. So I went to work for that company for five and a half years and developed out a managed services uh, um, department and support department and, you know, built a lot of uh, uh, redundancy around small companies or medium sized businesses that didn't have an IT staff that we would supplement kind of act as their virtual CIO type of thing. So that's how I started moving up into the technology side. Okay. So would you say now in your role, you do more IT tech stuff or more kind of telecom work? For me, it's pretty much, uh, I would say a balance because with us running all IP phones, it's, there is network things related to that for IT. Um, and then, you know, all our systems tie in. So, but the majority of, of my day is spent 
working on the networks, whether it be our networks at all the locations or, you know, switches or wireless or firewalls uh, or the gateways themselves. Um, I have my hands in, in equipment every day, so it's kind of a balance between the two. And so about how long do you think you've been in the unified communications industry specifically? I would say around 15 years, if you really said, you, you know, the unified communication mm-hmm. side. Okay. And I've been on, I've been involved with, you know, implementations of, um, you know, hosted voice to, um, you know, the old PBX deployments with Nortel and, you know, some of the older systems that I still see it, that I still uh, deal with today at a couple of our plants. Okay. And how much UC work do you think you do on a daily basis? I'd say on that side, the UC work, I probably do about two to three hours, but it depends on the day. Um, you know, something comes up and, you know, we, we've got a unit that's acting up and I need to get a VIA involved, which their service has been great. I may spend a few more hours, but I'd say generally on average two to three. Okay. So do you consider yourself that as somebody who works in telecom or do you consider yourself somebody who works more so in IT? I, you know, I, I like my role, my job title is enterprise networks manager. I consider myself a, a network manager uh, and work on the network. So I, I'd, I'd say it's still IT, but, you know, the, there's still a lot of uh, telecom involved. So what kind of Avaya products are you using? How, how has that learning curve been with implementing these new products into your day-to-day work? Um, yeah, so for me coming on board, I really didn't have a lot of experience with Avaya. Uh, so in over, over the past three years, it's quite a ramp up on education for me. So from, you know, just being able to dial the phone and now program everything. But, uh, you know, we've upgraded to CMA. We've added... Uh, you know, session manager, system manager, uh, getting ready for a SIP implementation uh, probably early next year. Um, and the and the products fold into every day because I'm planning plants, you know, that we're going to convert. Because when I came on board, we had about 50, less than 50% of our plants um, that didn't have the via system. And now we're down to like five plants that don't have it or five locations that don't have it. So um, every day I'm planning or working on a upgrade, like we're going to upgrade our voicemail system, hopefully eventually get into using presence and uh, some of the other conferencing features that I'd like to add. Awesome. What changes in the general IT world do you feel like you've experienced since the start of your career? I would have to say the changes in the IT world are, you know, with the cell phones getting, you know, more and more uh, applications and right at your fingertips, That's it's really changing the demand for delivering services to the end user. Um, so at our, at our locations, people want it now, they want it fast, they want it right away. Um, so it's really a, you know, high demand on using the critical applications like it's, you know, at your fingertips like a cell phone. Um, you know, some of that can be done, but it's always a, an, a that's the biggest change in effort. So bandwidth and, and uh, access. Mm-hmm. Where do you see more changes coming into play in the upcoming years? Um, I see more changes as far as, uh, you know, more, more things being mobile. Um, 
you know, the demand for uh, newer applications to make things quicker or streamline, uh, you know, jobs that are people people are doing. In our world, I see a lot of uh, the technology is going to cross over into more automation. We've done a lot of that, but in our plants, we'll be doing even more automation through technology. Mm -hmm. uh, some some of the systems use, you know, the telephone to call back and do reporting. Some of it uses network. It's, uh, you know, there's a lot of impact across the, the technology for all of our locations from, you know, people in the office to the person out on the line. Mm -hmm. How do you find ways to adjust to these new technologies? So for us, we, a lot of it is we don't really implement anything until we're sure what it's going to do. Uh, so we adjust by getting demos, uh, you know, putting up a test environment, making sure that the uh, outcome is what we really want to see and that it'll be more efficient and not less efficient. So because sometimes you can put something in thinking that and see that it's not. But we spend a lot of time working with the vendors, working with the uh, uh, subject matter experts and and that we have a program in-house that we call, uh, you know, GROWS. And it's set up and designed for a team to go and look at this with all the experts uh, and review any technology changes, process changes, uh, anything that could save money, um, uh, help safety for our workers. So that's kind of how we had embraced that technology or the changes in technology. Okay. How do you and your team do continuing education in the workplace? I know the IT world's always got something new on the line. Do you go to a lot of conferences? What kind of stuff are you doing to to stay up to date and just make sure everybody's, you know, continuing their education? Yeah, so the, the good thing is, is all the vendors now um, provide additional education opportunities, certifications, hands-on learning centers. We try to use those as much as we can. Same thing, conferences, we go um, to see where what other peers are doing, uh, you know, IAUG has been great. They have a lot of educational tools and courses, and um, you know, those are those are how we try to fit in time to to uh, stay on top of the change, ever changing IT and telecom world. Mm -hmm. In that vein, where do you see your job sort of morphing into five years from now, ten years from now? What kind of changes do you think you can expect? Well, yeah, probably five years from now, I see myself looking at how the technology is going to have to be refreshed in, in a lot of ways, uh, upgraded, maybe, you know, the way technology is moving, in my eyes, voice is changing so fast, eventually it's just going to be on desktop or, you know, laptop and, you know, no desk phone or it'll be a, a tablet. And the same with how you're going to, you know, how people are going to access applications you know everything's going to get more mobile and uh you know so we get a, on that side of it i gotta look at improving security and making sure uh wireless is in every area of every building um so th that's where i see it morphing but every five even in 10 years it's going to be looking at how we can refresh and improve the experience for the on-demand user awesome so do you kind of feel like with these transitions that are coming in the IT industry and in that position and role that you're taking on, do you feel like this is something you can move down this path with Avaya on? I mean, I know Avaya has a big push to the cloud. 
Um, but at the same time, they understand businesses like ours. We're not early adopters or fast adopters to that. And then in some ways, uh, for us, the cost of still having, uh, you know, gateways in every location um, is is more controlled for us. We can control 911 better. We're in rural areas. So eventually, though, we'll, we'll end up looking at moving some of the services to the cloud with Avaya. Um, and, and if we don't, I still know they're going to be there for, you know, us having whatever we need to have, um, you know, in the future. Mm-hmm. We may not be able to keep certain handsets, but, you know, I'm sure they'll have something that we can replace them with. Yeah. What, what are some barriers you see on a day-to-day basis in your position? Yeah, a couple of the barriers I see are like the people wanting uh, features that we haven't rolled out yet or they're not available on certain equipment we have. And then, of course, the biggest barrier is always identifying to leadership the benefits versus the cost of new technology. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we're a, uh, you know, very old food processing company and, uh, you know, used to be done with pe- paper and pencil and, a, you know, one phone is done with through a lot of other technologies now. So Mm -hmm. where do you see yourself on the Avaya customer journey? So I still see myself, you know, hoping to continue to grow my knowledge, uh, the Avaya products, you know, new technologies, what's on their roadmap, increase my involvement locally with the IAUG IAUG chapter uh, and get more involved with uh, Avaya and the IAUG committees uh, in the future. Awesome. What Avaya products are you using currently? So currently we're using uh, uh, system manager, session manager, doing some SIP testing. We have Aura messaging and CM8 is the platform we're on for our phones. Uh, we're using mostly G430 gateways and we have a few G450s. Um, and then we've, in the last year, switched over when um, when we upgraded to the uh, CM8 we ended up virtualizing our own servers for the uh, LSP uh, for the survivable gateways. So, um, yeah, and then we use a lot of analog still, unfortunately. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people that work in telecom are so strictly telecom. You seem like you've, but they feel really strictly connected to telecom. It seems like you've done really well with that absorption of telecom into IT. Do you think that there's a reason for that? Or do you just think it's because of the path you went down starting in telecom and finding a role that morphed you so well into an IT telecom role that you feel comfortable with that change? Or do you think maybe it contributes to something else? No, I think, you know, having the comfort level and, you know, for me, voice hardware isn't much different than, you know, a server somewhere or you know, a switch that we're working in. So one of the things in my role coming here, I identified from uh, from my predecessor that, you know, we relied a a lot on the vendor for even simple, some simple things. And I didn't understand why. Um, And I, and I didn't like not understanding the entire system. So I took it upon myself, sat down with my leadership team and said, Hey, I want to learn this. I want to embrace our phone system and, and, you know, understand if something happens that I can resolve it without having to wait for somebody or have a, a location down for, you know, 
multiple hours or a day waiting for our vendor to take care of it when, you know, potentially mm -hmm. I could do that. So that's been really the transformation. Again, I'm a pro I'm, I'm a problem solver at heart. <laughs> I like to understand how things work and operate. And uh, I've really enjoyed the rapid, I should say, education of uh, the Avaya system and the programming and everything. So, um, so it was more of a need base transition. Yeah. Um, yes. Cool. And, and with that comes some cost reduction too. So it was some of the need base and then some cost re reduction trying to cover that for the company. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that happens all over the place. I know where we are, we end up taking on a bunch of stuff we never knew how to do just to try and uh, fit things together. Yeah. Well, when I came on board, we were at, at each location, we were averaging about $55,000 for equipment and installation and everything. And I've got that down to about fourteen or $15,000 uh, at each location now. Oh, wow. Do you have an IT team on each location or do you have kind of a central hub IT team that works there with you that you sort of deploy people out to do right. some so, of that work? Yeah. So on the engineering side, or the network side of it, it is... Uh, myself and a senior engineer that, that are at the uh, corporate office. And then on the IT team for day-to-day -day support, um, they're managed uh, centrally out of the um, corporate office here, but we have regional LAN admins. And then we have what we're, we have is some part-time LAN admins. So they might be accounts receivable or an office manager or receptionist that enjoys doing some things with computers. Um, so we really have one part-time person at kind of at every location. And then we have these regional full-time people that that's all they do is support maybe three to five locations in their area. So, okay. so you have a lot of people. Us. So you have a lot of people that you kind of cross train. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And with upgrading to CM8 now um, and getting ready for SIP, I'm going to be cross training kind of everyone on the ads moves changes for the voice system. Right now, there's only a handful of people that do it. I um, mean, I'd like each location to be able to do it because again, that streamlines the process of them not having to open a ticket, wait for someone to pick the ticket up and do things like that. They can just go in and make these quick changes. Right. Um, but I wanna make sure that they all have their own logins and they're all trained. And so we're, we're moving down the path. Do you feel like having those Avaya products, even some of the more upgraded or some of the older ones, make it a little bit easier for that transition? Are they kind of user friendly or do you feel like you have to spend some time working with your your people that are less technologically skilled? No, actually, they're pretty good. Um, they're pretty easy. It's it's amazing. When we roll out systems now, I send out videos um, on how to use the phone. Um, you know, we've had recorded trainings that we've done, uh, so we send those out. Uh, I, I very rarely find someone that says, you know, I, I don't understand how to use this. So I guess kind of my last question here, I know you've talked a few times about how IUG's kind of helped you out in some sticky situations, but why do you find value in IAUG? Why are you an IAUG member? Well, I've I've found value because I... A, I, IAUG, uh, I'm having, I'm struggling with that today. I don't know why. <laughs> the IAUG uh, has been a great resource for me for technical information, technology resources. I like the forums 
and the Avaya users community and the and the IAUG leadership team provide support and, and a lot of valuable content um, around Avaya's technology. You know their advancement, their products. Every time there's something out, we, we get to talk about it. I like that. Uh, you know IAUG sends out information on uh, educational webinars or new product webinars, and you know I'm happy to I'm happy that Avaya sees the value in IAUG, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping to help others see that locally and joining our chapter. Uh, you know, I first went you know uh, a couple years ago to uh, the conference and everyone was very helpful. I met some great uh, vendors now that I work with from there um, and continue uh, to build a relationship. And uh, I continue to build the relationship with, uh, you know, local Avaya users. Uh, Just this week, I had someone uh, reach out to me asking questions about uh, their screen and a setting on a phone that I don't use, but I have an idea where to find the setting. And help them out. And, that, and that's kind of how that I envision IAUG as a big community and everyone supporting everybody. And I think that's great. Oh, that's awesome. So just a fellow chapter member recently reached out to you for some help. Yeah, actually, it was uh, one of my uh, one of the people on my uh, CNY chapter leadership team. Oh, that's so great. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> well, that's kind of our goal, you know, make connections between the IT world. Um, so I'm just, you know, thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. It was great to have you on and hopefully I'll see you again at Engage this year. I hope so. And uh, I appreciate your time, Caitlin, and putting this together. And, you know, I don't know, it'll be hard to top meeting Peyton Manning last year. <laughs> I'm a Pats fan, so cool, but I remember that. I'll let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us on today's IAUG Insider Podcast. We're going to be releasing a new episode next week, so be sure to keep your eye out for that. We're also going to be rolling out a new IAUG technical webinar series. This is going to be titled The New Landscape of IT, and it's going to be covering the ever-evolving world of IT and how to address that in your office space. We're going to be featuring some great topics like women in tech and culture in the workspace. So make sure that you tune in and sign up for that. All right. I'll see you guys next week.